We're back. It's the Jersey Hardwood Podcast, sponsored by LG Insurance. We cover New Jersey College Hoops. I'm Steve Titchener, here with Seton Hall alum and the host of Pirates Talk, Matt Lachlan. Did I get that right? It's Pirates Talk, correct, Matt? That is correct, Steve. It is Pirates Talk. Yes, awesome. Sir. And why don't we start with Seton Hall, Matt? Um, well, rough night last night. Not a surprising uh, Kansas tough team. Six Jayhawks in double figures in this one, Matt. And um, Seton Hall struggles a bit. They're now four and four. Puzzling loss to Siena. How uh, how do you th- see how things have gone so far? Uh, it has been as their record shows them to be. It's been up and down. It's been okay. It's been nothing special. They've lost their last three now. I, I don't think we're going to see a lot from Seton Hall until they have more time together. You know, there's so many new players. There's a new coach, new system. They're banged up a little bit. And it's just something that's going to take some time for them to show what they can do. Uh, They have to figure out offensively a way to be better in terms of flow and getting more people involved. It was not a good performance last night. Shaheen Holloway, his first season coming home a former pirate, huge run with St. Peter's in the uh, tournament last year. Uh, and so far, you know, you figure there has to be an adjustment there, Matt. He brought over uh, Casey Nadefo. Uh, they got Alamir Dawes from, from Clemson, Nork kid, right? Uh, so there's some new faces in there. But so far, like you said, uh, it, it's been a slow start. And uh, Kadari Richmond showed up. Uh, against Kansas. So uh, who who do you see as the, that guy? Is it going to be Kadari Richmond? Who's that guy? Uh, you know, five minutes left, tight game. Who's getting the ball? Don't know. Still trying to figure that out, quite frankly. Uh, against Siena in the third place game, excuse me, in, in the, uh, yeah, the third place game for the ESPN events tournament over Feast Week. Down the stretch, I don't know who wanted to take the shot. Uh, there was a lot of one guy moving with the ball, but nobody else wa- doing anything, just sitting around watching. Uh, Richmond, in theory, should be that guy. Tyrese Samuel, in theory, should be that guy. But so far, they haven't been able to play consistently well. And so it's it's hard to tell. Last night... As Kansas started to pull away in the second half, there was a lot of standing around by Seton Hall, one-on-one play, and Mm -hmm. not a lot of good ball movement. So it should be those two guys. But so far, Seton Hall still trying to figure out, I think, what they are. Uh, Again, they're not very big. They do miss Alexi Yetna's size. He's out with a knee injury. And uh, Dre Davis who's a double-figure scorer for them, and a junior, a guy who transferred in along with his brother, freshman Tay Davis, uh, did not make the trip because of a knee injury. So going in, they were shorthanded. Uh, they just they just couldn't do much in the second half. So I don't know. It should be Richmond. It was a good sign last night that he was able to break out for 17 points, and Samuel did have 16. But they have to be consistent performers, and they haven't been that mm-hmm. so far. And Shaheen Holloway, listen, he, he played great team basketball that's what he had those kids playing for st pete's and so you think that uh it will just take time uh for him to get his system in place 
and uh, you're expecting improvement uh, over the season. And now they have the opportunity to play uh, Lincoln U from Pennsylvania. Uh, that's their next game. And then the big, uh, the Jersey Hardwood uh, Classic uh, at Rutgers this year. So that'll be a lot of fun and probably a very good game. And then they got Drexel and then Matt, uh, you know, December 20th, the Big East schedule starts and they go. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. Their out-of-conference schedule is difficult. And once they get into the conference, it's a beast. So he has acknowledged that the challenge is huge. Uh, Shaheen has promised that the team will get better, and I have no doubt they will. He'll work hard at it. But their identity offensively is just missing. Defensively, they're fine. They were okay last night, just playing a much better team. And in the second half in particular, the game got away from them. But they have to figure out a way to score some points. They're not going to be able to win games 58-53 on a regular basis. Their defense will keep them in games. They've got to find a way to finish games. And that was the problem in Siena. I mean, give Siena credit, but down the stretch with a couple of minutes to go, Seton Hall took a one-point lead. They had rallied, and I thought in watching the game that they would then, okay, take over the last couple of minutes, they finally got some wind in their sails and they didn't. And and the offense, just the turnovers and plays being run, there was a lot of confusion out there. So that's the real concern offensively and size, but offensively yeah. they got to figure a way to get shots and get guys involved yeah. in movement, make the other team work a little bit. Yeah. And what have you seen in Alamir Dawes? I saw him you know, a couple of times with Clemson, a Nork kid. How, how's he doing? He's been okay. Uh, I, I don't. The problem is they don't have a true point guard. He's not a true point guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kadari Richmond is not a true point guard. Now, Shaheen is trying to get Kadari to be more of that point guard, while at the same time keep some of your shooting role. And that's a transition that's been hard on Richmond. I think ultimately he will get it. But right now they don't really have a real distributor. Uh, Jameer Harris is not that guy at guard. So who runs the show when when times get tough? But Alamir Dawes has been fine. Uh, no one stood out. No one really has right. stood out. And, and like I said, they're four and four. They've lost three in a row. And you know, if somebody stood out, they'd be six and two or five and three, and they wouldn't have this losing streak. Yeah, and just looking at the roster, Matt, it would it would seem that Kadari Richmond, you know, transfer from Syracuse. Now he's. He's been with Seton Hall now a couple seasons. Um, he, he's got the body. He's got the physical ability. I mean, this guy uh, is impressive and, and seems to me to be the, to be the go-to guy, along with uh, you know, Tyree Samuel, too. These are the guys that have been there and, and can score. And they showed that against Kansas, but yet, uh, you know, heading into that uh, Big E schedule, those are going to be the guys. Oh, they have to be. Yeah. And getting yet in the back, and no one really knows mm-hmm. when that will happen is going to be big too, because he's got rebounding ability. Tyree Samuel, as tall as he is, is not an inside player. He's a face the basket shooting forward. And then after that, it drops. So, uh, you know, Trey Jackson's got some size and some length, but he's not an inside guy either. You know, he thinks he's a point guard shooting threes. That's just his game. So they don't have an inside presence. So what, you know, let me just see last night what happened. I mean, it's, Again, that second half was or starting with about five minutes to go in the first half. It started to get away. 
uh, from Seton Hall, but you know they were out rebounded 37-25 uh, by Kansas. They didn't shoot particularly well last night either. Uh, essentially, especially from the three, they were over seven from three. Their outside game is missing. So they, you know there there are a lot of things. Some are correctable. You know, you can work on your free throws, you can work on your shooting, and you can work on your offensive flow, and there's no doubt that that will happen. As you mentioned, they've got some time off before their next game, and it's a Division II opponent, so uh, they should be able to execute a bunch of things there. Uh, And then they face the emotional game against Rutgers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they've got some days off, and again, it's a process, that's for sure. You know, they miss guys in camp. Uh, They were banged up. Guys weren't 100%. He had Less than a full roster for a lot of his practices. I mean, it's all excuses, but there's a lot there's a lot of change that's taken place at Seton Hall, and it looks like it, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's turn to Rutgers uh, since you just mentioned them. That's an exciting game coming up next Sunday, the uh, Hardwood Classic at Jersey Mike's uh, Arena this year. Uh, but first, let's talk about LG Insurance and Aaron Levine. He's sponsoring us again, Matt. He's been sponsoring us from uh, from the jump here. Uh, Aaron uh, knows his insurance up and down, both retail and commercial. I mean, I have questions for him all the time. Uh, the guy knows his stuff. Uh, he's in Long Branch. His team is terrific. Kind of uh, insurance company where they get on the phone. You know, you talk to someone. And uh, and Aaron is uh, really, uh, again, a great guy and happy to have him back again for uh, another year sponsoring our podcast here. And uh, let's turn to Rutgers, Matt. And, you know, you opened it up. Well, you, I think you sent me a text saying, hey, Rutgers uh, has to get moving here during the uh, Miami game. And, boy, and I don't get ticked off much, but I got ticked off at that game. You know, double-digit lead in the second half. And they lose by seven. And this is the one they wanted. I mean, they're, they're on a five-game gauntlet that started that night. And, and – it's a tough loss. It really was. I mean, the one thing that that I noted, I don't know if you watched the game, Matt, but uh, just sloppy around the basket. I mean, when you're making 50% of your layups, and that's something that's been going on a while for Rutgers. I mean, great defensive effort, but a lot of times really sloppy around the basket. Um, you know, Andre Hyatt, Mawat Mag, and these guys, were, you know, when, you know, Mulcahy, when he's in there and they need him back, he's injured now, the injured shoulder. You know, a lot of a lot of missed layups. The one guy that doesn't miss him is Cliff Amore. I mean, he finishes and and I and he's gonna be a pro, Matt. I mean, he's uh he's his his level of play is is gone up. He's uh really a, a a terrific player. I don't know if there's enough around him, uh, but uh but he is uh he's really something. Well, he is. I mean, he's got an NBA body. I don't know if he's an NBA player. Can he shoot from beyond five feet? Well, he hit a three. Uh, he's been working on that, so he did hit a three. Yeah, but you and know, he can shoot a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's got a man's body. There's no question; it's a body that's ready for the NBA. And if he gets the ball inside, he he's tough to to move around. So, but you touched upon some things there, right? No, Paul Mulcahy. They lost their two big guys from last year in Ron Harper Jr. and Geo Baker. So Rutgers is still trying to figure out who who they are. What I was saying, I was watching the game and, you know, get going because they had the lead and suddenly they couldn't score. Right. They just could not score. And they couldn't, uh, they couldn't stop on the other end. 
And, you know, Miami went on a huge run to win pulling away. I mean, Miami's a team that went to the Elite Eight last year. Yes, there are some new faces there, but a number of them returned from that team. So it's not a shameful loss. But I just thought Rutgers looked uh, not disorganized, but they just looked tentative and they couldn't get anything done when they needed to on the offensive side. Agreed. And listen, they had a double-digit lead uh, in in the second half. You want that They're game. They're 50 to 40. But now, as we just mentioned um, with Seton Hall, who were their go-to guys, and I'll tell you this, Matt, inside five minutes, they got really tight. They did. Now, you know, Geo Baker, uh, Ron Harper Jr., I mean, they didn't always get the job done, but they didn't get tight, and you knew where the ball was going in, in most cases. In this case, man, they were they were pretty tight. Um, you know, Cam Spencer is has so far has been a nice guard. Here's the problem, though: Rutgers doesn't like quick teams. They're not a quick team by any means. They they they, they put the effort in on defense, and you know the guards are big. I still think they're short a big guy. I mean, they got Omori, but what's behind him? I mean, uh, Antoine Wolfolk's come in, but you know he's a six eight. He's a big he's a big body, but he's hardly a, a center who can take on uh, the other bigs uh, for, for Big Ten schools uh, when they get into that schedule. So, um, you know, there's some issues there. And, and, and Dean Reber's really not that guy. He's more of a four, stretch four guy who can pop some threes and such, but he's not that guy who can bang with the big boys inside. It, it, it's Cliff Amore, and that's about it. So a little short on on the on size there on their forwards and centers, but... Uh, you know, they, you know, they're, and they are athletic to a certain degree. I really like what I'm seeing from Derek Simpson. I want to see him get some more minutes. And he has because, you know, Paul Mulcahy uh, has been out, uh, but they need Mulcahy to get back. And, and uh, for Paul, I mean, remember, I don't know if you recall last year, he had an amazing run for a few games where it's like, if this guy plays at this level, man, you know, Rutgers is a tough out. He's got to get back to that, uh, that level of play. I mean, he's been okay uh, at the you know the beginning of the season before the injury, but they really need Paul, a good Paul Mulcahy, uh, to show up and help help this team. Although again, you know Derek Simpson has a lot of promise. Cam Spencer, nice shot, I think, and he and very sound player gets his hand in passing lanes and such. Just thinking against quicker guards and stuff, he might struggle a little bit. Uh, he couldn't put the ball in the ocean. Uh, and he was very good up to that point in Miami, maybe because he was a little gassed on the defensive end. And that's the thing, Matt. You know, Steve Peichel demands that huge effort on defense. Not arguing that, but I mean, you know, again on offense, um, especially down the stretch, uh, they did struggle. Well, and they couldn't stop Miami either. Once they went to the bench, they had that ten-point lead, and they had to give their guys a little bit of a blow. And, and Miami just said, "Thank you very much." And took it right to them and took the game away from from Rutgers. You know, although they did come back and give them credit for doing that. You know, you mentioned uh, the the missed layups, and that certainly was no bueno. Uh, A lot for, of stuff for Rutgers. Yeah, but but Mulcahy is used. They don't have that much. Uh, they that's he's the guy. Now Caleb McConnell came back and he had a very good game. A nice so game. As he gets better. You know, mm-hmm. and listen, you couldn't tell that he had missed so much time and that it was just the second game back. But yeah. he makes them stronger defensively. I, I don't know you're going to get a ton from him on the offensive side, although he had a couple of big buckets. But Mulcahy is the key. 
they right now they don't have a they don't have enough depth that he trusts that that Teichel trusts. Right, uh, and that was that was right. Obvious. I mean, Derek Simpson nice looks play. like a nice play, really quick, and looks like he can keep up with any guard in, in the Big Ten right now. In, in terms of you know defensively, uh, you know Jalen Miller also, you, you just can't score, so he's out there on a, in, you know on a defensive assignment. It seems like when he when he goes in, so um, yeah, Mulcahy has to come back. This guy, you know, have the, you know be able to see the floor, you know, break down defenses. Uh, get that, that that critical pass in there. Feed Omori uh, again. Omori looked looked great, but then again, he they couldn't get him the ball in the last few minutes. They 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 effectively took him out of the game. Miami uh, it, it, down there down the stretch, and it just wasn't good. And you know, you talk a team Matt that that has a reputation of not being able to play well on the road, and they got this one in their grasp. They don't execute down the stretch it, it's 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 tough uh, and I, I you could tell Pikel had a quick handshake tell he he was ticked because uh, you're, you're right uh it's not a uh it's not a terrible loss Miami is good uh but um but this is one um this is one that definitely got away and and here they are Matt you know Saturday it's uh back at Jersey Mike's for Indiana Trace Jackson Davis comes to town then they got to go to Ohio State. And they got Seton Hall at home, and then they got Wake Forest at home. You know, it's a challenge. You win all those home games, and you know it's you know Indiana's looking all all the the number ten team in the country. They just beat North Carolina, so that's going to be a tough game. So, uh, but here it is. They, this is where they can show whether um, they're really they're they're a, a tournament team uh, in, in the next four games, and then you know they were written off last year and picked it up in, in the Big Ten schedule and and certainly can do that again this year. But you want to see how they do in the next uh, next four games. Uh, it's a big test for them. And then, you know, January, so a couple uh, a couple games uh, back at uh, Jersey Jersey Mike's Arena, and then it's, and it's off to the Big Ten uh, races starting in January. Well, I, I, talking about the NCAA tournament, I think the loss on Wednesday doesn't hurt their chances per se, but mm-hmm. it would have been a nice resume win, yeah. you know, on the road against a good team. That that would have helped them. Uh, that's one of those March meeting room games that that helps a team in its seeding. But they've had the Hoosiers number lately. Uh, that doesn't matter at all when they tip off at four o'clock on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, it is four o'clock, right? It's a late afternoon start. Anyway, um, it won't help them, but there is some institutional knowledge there. But it's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you know the Jackson Davis matchup against the Maury. Xavier Johnson's off to a good start, mm-hmm. and Mike Woodson's got his team playing hard. Life is back in Indiana basketball. Everyone wondered what would happen when Woodson took over. Was he the guy? Listen. Uh, former player there, star there, one of the best ever at Indiana. Former Nick coach. Career in the NBA, both as player and coach back in Bloomington, and he's done a nice job with them. And and the win over North Carolina was proof of that, although yeah. Carolina's hit, the, hit a little bit of a bump lately. But nonetheless, you know, they it's a win won by on the road. 12. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a huge win for them. It absolutely was. And so there, look, that's a big, big test. And, you know, Jersey, uh, Jersey Mike's Arena will be rocking. It will be loud. Uh, they're they're They play much better at home 
that's just the reality. So uh, we'll see. Um, is it a must win? Not necessarily, but then I'd say Seton Hall and Wake Forest absolutely are. They're going to, you know, they're going to be on the road at Ohio State. That's going to be a tough one too. So, and the Big Ten looks as strong as ever, Matt. So, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a challenge all season long. It's right there in front of them. Uh, got to get Mulcahy back. Got to get that shoulder healed. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like he'll be back for Saturday. I'm no. hearing that it's more than just the stinger. Rutgers is not saying much about it, no. but uh, they've kind of indicated that it, it's some sort of a stinger. But I heard it might be a little bit more than that. He may not be back to mm-hmm. after season Hall. Yeah, and, uh, and they need his help for sure, certainly going into the Big Ten schedule. But, uh, but uh, these next four are going to be tough. So we'll follow it here on Jersey Hardwood. And let's just go around uh, all the rest of the Division I uh, teams here in New Jersey, Matt. And there's really not – well, I'll tell you, there is a story. Mammoth 0-8, Matt. 0-8. And listen, to the, their first three games were Virginia, Seton Hall, and Illinois. Talk about just going for it, right? Uh, and they yeah, are. Yeah, they, I mean, they, listen, that, that's a tough way to start. You pick up some checks along the way, it helps pay some bills. It, it, true, true. And so, uh, and it is a small school at the Jersey Shore. So, uh, Fairleigh Dickinson, three and six. Uh, Ryder, two and four. Uh, no big threats there. I uh, have to see how they, they do in conference play as the season goes on. So, we'll follow them. Princeton, five and two. Uh, usually one of the top teams in the Ivy, right? So we'll follow them along and we'll just check in at the end of our show with with all those guys. And uh, St. Peter's four and three. I mean, they lost a bunch of players and their coach. So uh, uh, that's uh, to be expected that they'd be a little pedestrian, but what an amazing run last year for them. So we'll follow all these, uh, these Jersey teams uh, through the course of the season. That'll do it for... Uh, Opening show for the Jersey Hardwood podcast, sponsored by LG Insurance. I'm Steve Titchener here with Matt Lachlan. Check us out on moresportsnow.com. Also, check out uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes. We're on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, a few other directories. So easy to find us. And you can always go to the site, moresportsnow.com. And we'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye.